0: I know this is very cliche. It's like an onion, like Shrek. Oh my God, I was just watching it. Yep, (laughs) totally Shrek. Shrek vibes, yep. So, you know, you peel yourself off. (laughs) And for example, just to get... (laughs) I find that very appealing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just me. Hey guys, welcome to season two of Wing It. You're gonna be joining myself, Yvonne, and my best mate Aisha on for another journey of highs and lows of our 20s now we are definitely midway through we're on the road to 30 now so be ready for some different topics different guests and yeah taking you into 2021 with some new fresh content and can't wait for you to join us along for the ride keep winging it whoop Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Wing It with your girls Aish and Yvonne. So this week is another guest that we're bringing on. I have been waiting for this episode for a really long time. So the guest that I have on this week is joining us to really dive into a topic that I feel is a running theme throughout all of our lives. It's the topic of friendship. And Actually, because of the pandemic, I'm sure a lot of you will agree, you've had time to reflect on lots of different things. So whether it's career, business, enterprises, or your relationships in life, whether it's romantic with your parents and also with your friends. So why not get somebody on who, like Aisha, is such a prevalent part of my life? And I feel like these two ladies also know each other pretty well without actually ever properly meeting each other I think it was like a two minute car journey one time long long time ago but because of the way I obviously speak about them both constantly to each other they feel that they probably know each other and I barely had to do an introduction today so I would like to welcome on probably one of my oldest friends if not my oldest friend and yeah my closest friend in this entire world can we welcome Ellis to the podcast hi how are you doing?
1: You okay? Yeah, I'm
0: good. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, like Yvonne said, I literally feel like I know you Ellis. Like, um, and this is actually very, very relevant to what we're talking about now. But I feel like when this is all over, we need to do like a proper meetup. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not going to be happening to like anytime soon. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to do something that's not virtual. But like I said, that is something that is actually very relevant. we are going to be talking about today so i'm very excited
0: most definitely i mean aisha and i have been waiting to drop a, a friendship podcast for a while it's definitely a topic she wanted to speak about and i also reflected on it in a different way as well and it's something that i feel like there's going to be quite a few running themes within today's pod but it obviously the overarching theme is going to be around friendship so I don't know Ellis if you want to start by kicking us off with a little bit of an introduction about yourself and obviously letting everybody know how we know each other as well. So hi Ellis as mentioned I
2: am a qualified makeup artist hairdresser but obviously not right now during the pandemic and I work at a kind of trade retail shop at the moment and yeah I've known of everyone for I was trying to think of it the other day I think it's around 16 years now
0: plus I think plus, since yeah. we were nine I can't do nine that years. math what's that yeah you're asking me <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea
2: yeah 16, but something 16 along the
1: yeah
2: I think <laughs> oh wow okay I was counting it on my fingers the other day, <laughs> and I was like I hope this is right but yeah I've known each other since primary school and then we were like friends and then we became best friends around, I think, 16?
0: I reckon so, yeah, when we started stalking celebrities together. (laughs) Yes. Oh, the good times. The restraining orders. No. (laughs) (laughs) The foundation
1: of every great friendship.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And that's why I thought it was so poignant for you to come on today's episode, not only because obviously you're my oldest and best friend, but also the fact that we haven't seen each other in a year and a half now. But (laughs) yeah... I, I mean, I'm still talking to you just about. Yeah, just about. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel our friendship in particular has really had to adapt and change and go with the times because obviously, we have, like I said, we haven't seen each other for a year and a half now. I, I'm i really not sure when we're going to be seeing each other again and we can obviously go into the reasons why, but we've had to adapt and change and I feel that was a really good kind of overarching theme to think about is how people's relationships have been affected since COVID-19. Now, we all have very different opinions on this. And it'll be really, really great to discuss in terms of how you felt maybe with you sometimes have individual friendships. So me and Ellis are like a twosome, I'd say me and Aisha are a twosome, but also we have a threesome with another lady, Tasha. So she has also been onto the pod before. And you also have the wider groups of friends as well. And for me, the most challenging thing has actually been understanding the different barriers between friendships during this time. So if it's a small group of people, or for example, me and Aisha are just meeting up, we can respect each other's boundaries quite nicely. But if it's like a group of people, I don't think everybody's obviously on the same page. And it's really hard to meet up during these times if you're not all of that same level of Right, can we social distance, can we wear masks, etc. So Aisha, I don't know if you want to kick us off. How have your relationships been over the past year? Do you think COVID has really affected it? Do you think anything's changed? Maybe a strain has been put on any friendships? Or do you, do you not agree?
1: yeah I know we were talking about this really really briefly um a few weeks ago when you first like put forward the idea of this of this episode and it's it's really really weird I feel like when something like a pandemic happens or something like you know a crisis anywhere happens that affects you your friends your family on a personal level because everyone has been affected by this pandemic literally everyone in the entire world has been affected in some way whether it's financial personal you know in some way or the other I feel like when something like this happens the true I don't know if this sounds really cliche I'm really sorry the true meaning of friendship comes out like you really you realise who actually cares I was going to swear then but <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is PG Aisha like- we've kept it PG this <laughs> whole time say- let's not break it now
1: my emotions are coming my out my influence <laughs> so- <laughs> um yeah, you re- you realize who cares, like you realize you know who is actually checking up on you, even if you're not seeing them every day, you're not seeing them in school, you're not seeing them at work, but who is actually taking their time out of their life during a crisis like this, to actually check up on you and to be honest, I have always been quite careful with friends, and I feel like and this is something that we will touch upon. A little bit later in this episode as well, but I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become a lot more selective in who my friendship circle includes, because obviously you have, and um, this was a really really interesting point that me and you were speaking about once the other day. Is like you have it sounds really really bad, but you have certain friends for certain things, right? So you have friends who you talk to when you want to chill. You have friends who you talk to because you relate about something with them. Like if you have a shared view on politics or a shared view on religion, you have those friends. You have friends who you want to do things with, who will only do a certain thing with you. So I feel like in a pandemic, you realize who are those tight-knit people, You know, obviously apart from family, who are those tight-knit people who you actually can't spend time talking, not talking to, if that makes sense. And I know, ones you were saying that there's been a few times where over the pandemic, you've actually had the opposite done. You've actually tried to stray away from certain people or certain friendship groups because it's just too overwhelming. And that I agree with absolutely completely as well. Like I also think there are people who aren't good to speak to in a pandemic. But again, you know then who is going to be there for you in a time of crisis and who you want to be there for you in a time of crisis. I think those are two completely separate things as well. So, yeah, I've come out the other end. I wouldn't say it's affected my friendships that much, but for me personally, it's shown me who I want in my life at this stage, you know, like coming up to my like 30 now, who I want in my life and who actually, if they didn't talk to me ever again, would that make a difference? I know that's really, really harsh, but it's got to that point now where I don't have time or the mental capacity to talk to people who are just there in my life for the sake of it rather than doing something for me.
2: Preach, preach. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
1: Alison. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you, what, what you guys think.
2: Yeah, um, I, I agree. I mean, even before the pandemic, um, there was like a a family kind of situation that happened, that um, showed me who my real friends are and like you can see the support Mm. and everything and I think that was so I already knew who my tight-knit group was right before it hit and they have actually continued to be a really strong Mm. presence in my life and the good thing about them is even some some people you know they don't believe in certain COVID situations they will still respect your boundaries and they still respect that uh, I live with someone who is very very vulnerable and so they will help and keep my mind at ease that knowing they're not going to try and get too close or break Mm -hmm. the rules or anything like that so it makes me feel comforted and safe being
0: with them. That's probably the one thing that we've really bonded over, Ellis. So obviously it's different for you slightly because you live with your parents. You live with the people that are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I also have my dad. So he is extremely vulnerable and also because of their age for both of our situations. We got old parents. (laughs) Exactly. The old fogies in our lives. But um, the difference is I obviously don't live with them. But I still have to put those precautions in place, make sure I am being sensible. You know, I quarantined before I went home to see my parents at Christmas, et cetera. And I was really reflecting on this the other day, coming onto this pod. So the priority for me, even before the pandemic, became my family. You know, I had to travel from Reading to Hayes to see my family. I had to, you know, the times that I would be like, Right, I can catch up with Ellis this day. I can catch up with Aisha this day. Actually, I had to make time to go and visit my family. So for me, that's why they became the priority. And the second wave of that happened because of the pandemic. And honestly, what has really affected my relationships in the wider group, so there's a big friendship group, I would say when they all meet up, I don't feel I can join in anymore because if they're all meeting up in one big group you know I don't know how many people have been around them I don't know if they've got symptoms they've got COVID Mm. you know so it's made me reflect even more on you know everybody's been judging each other a little bit in terms of how safe you've been and I know that's a really horrible (laughs) thing to say not only was I protecting myself but I was also protecting a member of my family and I remember saying to you like I refute. like, I still haven't visited Aisha and Portsmouth, and I still haven't seen Ellis either, like I said, in the last year and a half. I will not come and see you two if I know I'm going to see my parents, regardless of how safe you are. Because I remember last minute we cancelled at Christmas, Ellis. Like, I literally live five minutes down, or my parents live five minutes down the road from you. But because yeah. I knew that you would never be like no that's so unfair why are you bailing on me why are you flaking on me because you get it and that's something I feel obviously we've been close for years but that's something that me and you have really bonded over and I feel very similar with you Aisha and your gran for example So your gran mm. is vulnerable we all get it and that's why I feel those friendships have really strengthened for me and I know that they will continue and I know the next time I see Ellis it's going to be the same.
1: To be honest I feel like that comes down to just respect like you know, no one is going to have the same views. No one's going to have the same views on anything. Otherwise, this world would be extremely boring. But when it comes to friendships, if you can respect someone else's boundaries, that is literally the foundation of any relationship. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not if you're not going to come here because you're going to go see your parents, I would say that if anyone got mad at someone for that reason. That is a serious reason to question that relationship because that sh- that sh- that shouldn't even be happening in the first place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I I I completely agree with that.
0: See, this even happened to me. People were questioning me why I wasn't making an appearance in group circles, group situations when my dad was ill, and I was like, "Do you really think I'm?" like going to prioritize you over somebody I may potentially lose at this point in time. So for me, like you said, Ellis, it was already shown to me during that period of family problems or family crisis. And it's just been shown to me even more in this pandemic. And I mean, between, I feel like between me and Aisha in particular, we try to coordinate our breakdown weeks. We take it in turns. So we're not breaking (laughs) down the same week. And Something I really wanted to touch on because both of you kind of understood my, my down weeks in the pandemic. Like I remember at the beginning, me and Ellis used to catch up. We used to moan about everybody, you know, not wearing masks, coming too close to us. Like everything that was on the news, like we were always ranting and ranting. And then there was just a period where I just like, honestly, I just didn't want to talk to you because I was like, mm. I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. So me and you had to adapt how we communicated with each other instead of, you know, the one question I've hated throughout this whole pandemic. And I think I'm going to keep it up as well is how are you? Don't ask me how I am. Don't ask me how my week has been because you know it was exactly the same as last week. Like ask me specifics. How's your mental health? How is... Your relationship, how has your fitness been? Ask me specifics. And now I've started to tell people, don't talk to me about, don't ask me that question. Ask me something else. That may be me coming across quite abruptly. But I mean, everybody knows that's what I'm like anyway. But for me, Aisha, we had the podcast to talk about, even if we couldn't be bothered to do life, we still had the podcast where we could catch up. For me and Ellis, we took a very different direction. Ellis, I don't know if you want to explain what our pandemic friendship has been like because I feel there was a switch where I was like I haven't spoken to Ellis in two or three months I'm not in the mood to tell her how I am but I still want to communicate with her
2: yeah apart from the date, like if any kind of gossip comes up then we like randomly message each other but then we kind of just decided we've already been playing games here and there I think we just we found some new ones and we've we are looking at online, finding all these different games to play together and suggesting them to each other and then giving them a try and then getting really addicted to them. I mean it's been
0: quite dangerous over the last few months. (laughs) Like last night we nearly (laughs) had a mental breakdown. Well we did have a mental breakdown because our favourite game wasn't loading.
2: Yeah. Or there's what we started with overcooked and one night we spent three hours on one little level because I kept falling off <laughs> and, and we three three hours and we still couldn't do it.
0: And honestly, this is why I had to get new glasses because of all the gaming. Like My eyesight has progressively got worse over the last 12 months because yeah. of all of these gaming nights till like 3am.
2: I love it because it actually gave me something to look forward to other than like a couple of group calls here and there, but it was something that I felt like I was doing something, not just chatting and trying to think, trying to think of what to say. You're actually doing something on a screen, having fun, and you're making newer memories instead of having to talk about the older memories or the annoying days you have. It's like I'm going to focus on this and have a laugh with this now, and it's something fresh to talk about.
0: And I mean, I think out of yeah, everyone, I'm probably the only person you haven't seen in uh, you know in the last couple of uh, year, well, eighteen months, two years either. So what you said, obviously, we had to adapt our way of obviously meeting up what about your wider friendship group how have you how have your relationships changed how have they been affected and has like how how have you managed to adapt to obviously not being able to meet up and do the same stuff Uh, with me so some I like to make a lot of effort with my friends
2: and we tried we started off doing a group call we did started off doing a group quiz night every week every week someone would be the quiz master and we'd do one then and then I thought oh why don't we try something different and I thought, oh, sports day, but social distance sports day. So we organised that with us. Um, we were doing like kickball, so we don't actually have to touch the ball. Uh, ping pong, so you at least stay, or and ball, so you stay a distance away. Um, like loads of different badminton games, social distance sports, that so we can see each other in the sunshine, get some fresh air, see each other's faces not on a screen. And once again, make some more new memories and have a laugh. And there's been some plenty, plenty of laugh of us being unfit for the last like six months and then trying to run again. Um, and then for my birthday, my mum got me one of those outside uh, cinemas. So, you know, we put the screen up and you put a projector. So I was doing a couple of cinema nights with some friends outside in the fresh air, keeping a distance. Um, and we made like a thing out of it. Through the wind and the rain, we sat outside <coughs> in some tarped, tarped area with a little bit. So but it's still got air going through. Drowned rats. My dad was like, why don't you let them inside? My mom's like, no, they stay outside.
0: Like you said, through the yeah, through the wind and the rain. <laughs> the wind and the
2: rain. <laughs> yeah, and then we've um and now the sun's coming out a little bit again. We're trying we're doing our little sports sports days and walks as well. Like little spontaneous walks, like dogs. <laughs> he wants to go for a walk, guys. He wants Aww. he's ready. But, yeah
1: that's that's actually well cute the sports day idea is well cute like I've only like it doesn't really count as sports day I mean walking okay it's a sport but it's, you know <laughs> so socially distance walks is like all we've come up with that's not really that creative
0: but that's the word isn't it it's just you've been so creative
1: creative yeah
0: <laughs> me and were I should just like key. right let's just walk through town and grab a coffee that's as creative as we can can be sit on
1: a bench and freeze to death (laughs) (laughs) that was so cold that day oh my god but yeah especially seeing as all cinemas are closed I'm probably not going to be open for quite a while like because I know there have been like a few pop-up outdoor cinemas where people have like sat in their cars like huge ones Mm. where people have sat I I know it happened um quite a while like quite a few times over Christmas there were like Christmas movie nights which is like a massive screen, and everyone just sat in their cars. That was yeah, cute. Really cute. Yeah, it is. Really? It is a good idea. But um, I think if your friends are are up for it, like, I don't think I literally don't think anyone I know would be up for something. <laughs> but if any of your friends are up for like anything like a sports day, that's seriously good idea. Seriously, seriously yeah. good idea.
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm lucky with them because we're all kind of do. You wouldn't look at us and think we're a bunch of doers <laughs> <but> <laughs> in times of crisis. <laughs> we all look like we would get winded by walking up to the the street but (laughs) but we're all determined to see each other and just you know it it helps the mental health as well to see someone in person and and physically see how they're doing and physically sharing a laugh and being in their presence safely
0: (laughs) we all kind of like pre-pod we had a little bit of a discussion about yes things are now opening up rules are relaxing and we are going to be having more plans. We're going to be going back into the shops, going back into pubs and restaurants. I do you want to kick off by just kind of summarising how you're feeling with the looming. Well, guys, we're recording on the 16th of May. Tomorrow is the day. So tomorrow we're allowed to <laughs> maybe semi-go wild, you know, to be able to see somebody, uh, paint <laughs> the town semi-red, to see somebody in another house <laughs> or in an enclosed space. How do you feel with this, like this looming date, which is tomorrow?
1: Yeah, to be honest. Right. Okay, so um, for for any listeners who who is who is listening to the podcast for the first time, this is your first episode. So I work in SCN education and I have been going into work throughout the pandemic. So for the whole year I've been going in, I've been face to face um, with colleagues and with children and I've been going out and about. I only live with my partner, so I have no elderly folk when neither of us are vulnerable. So in terms of the pandemic itself and COVID itself, I am not as anxious as some other people may be who do live with vulnerable folk. I've also had both jabs waiting for my partner to get his letter through. I know it's not going to be for a while, but because I don't live with my nan, I don't live with my parents, we're actually a very, very good distance away from all of my family and most of my friends. So in regards to that aspect, I'm not as anxious as some other people may be, but of course, I respect and appreciate anyone who is extremely anxious about that side. However, in terms of the social aspect, (laughs) bringing it back to friendships and relationships, Yeah, like, seriously, when they first announced that, you know, there was going to be kind of this four stage process in uh, restrictions easing, everyone was like, yeah, 21st of June, 17th of May, I'm going to do this. I'm just like listing off all of these like social plans. And I swear to God, I had to like step back from social media for a day or two because I was like, you know what, (laughs) I don't remember how to speak to people.
0: So, I'm not going to like make any comment how to communicate <laughs> yeah, in the outside world. I feel the same with my colleagues. Like, we'll speak about that, but going back into the office, yeah, like, of course. they're yeah. not going to recognize me. Do you know what? It is a massive culture
1: shock. Like, you forget what people, not what people look like, but you forget how people are in real life. You know, you haven't seen them for so long. Yeah. I mean, recently we just celebrated Eve. So, I was back down with my family. It was all in the garden. Luckily, it didn't rain. So, we were outdoors Um, because my nan was there so we had to be careful but at least you know with them i've seen the last time i see them was was back in uh, january december again because of another uh family situation so i had to be there so i have seen them on and off throughout the pandemic but even then like you do get this i don't know if you guys feel it like you feel this kind of anxiety just it's just stirs in your chest like in the middle of your chest where you're thinking about how you need to be around other people that you haven't spoken to in person like mm-hmm. I just get this I just get this shock and I, I don't know what to say <laughs> like, I really hope that then and then I get anxious that maybe they think I'm weird and maybe they're not feeling the same and then yeah. I just get too overwhelmed and I just have to lie down
2: <laughs> I have that where I've, I've kind of like how do I talk to people yeah uh, when I first started back at work I forgot the word table I was like, oh, yeah, you can put your stuff down on this thing. On there. Put it there, yeah. I'm so not used to talking to anyone other than my boyfriend and family.
0: Yeah. And, like, I think with, you know, we said, like, different types of friendships. Like, there's, I mean, we'll go into it, but that you've got the inner circle the people that you know are always going to be there you're always going to trust and it's like a i know this is very cliche it's like an onion like shrek you get peeled oh my god i was just watching it yep totally shrek Shrek so you know you peel yourself off and for example just to get i find that very appealing (laughs) Okay, just me. So for example, with you two, I can go in all guns blazing and be as normal slash unnormal as I would do any other day. But then if I go into the mm. office with my colleagues, for example, they haven't got to know my little what would you call them? Quirks, quirks. or yeah, whatever. <laughs> Ivonisms <laughs> you know, talking about her bowels or I don't know just the, the act of being myself and I am only with that and I'm only comfortable with that with certain people and I don't know if you guys have the same thing I'm kind of the I don't know how the opposite because I kind of don't hold I don't know I can't
2: explain it because when I go to work I um I kind of don't think I have a filter I don't have an Ellis filter it's just Ellis all the time really weird I'll come out with really random crap like I'll be like talking about something and I'm like oh my god Anybody seen any flowers? And we'll, we'll, we'll be in a <laughs> enclosed building. They're like, what is going on in your mind? And I've had three conversations with myself and I'm carrying on. But then I don't know at work, I'm part I'm torn because part of it comes out, but then I kind of don't want to seem too mm. friendly because I'm scared that someone's gonna approach me and try and put their arms around me again. And I feel like I need to be a bit hold back a bit. And I feel like um I don't know, I feel like I kind kind of a bit anxious because I don't know how someone's gonna respond yeah. in the way of like if they're gonna be too friendly. I'm scared that they're going to be trying to touch me. And I don't want that. And I don't, I, you know, old me loved it. Like hugs and like pat on the shoulders when you're laughing and stuff. But new me is like, I want to have a joke with you. But I also don't yeah. want you to like come into my space right now. Or like, like hug or slap me on <laughs> the back because you're laughing so much. <laughs> i'm I'm hilarious acting act like i'm hilarious but i'm not but but i I keep thinking like a viper ready to strike like i don't feel i feel like i feel like hi please don't try and hug me but hi
1: yeah oh my god literally one of the guys at work last week was like oh my god i can't wait to like come round and hug everyone and inside i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god like seriously having like a nervous breakdown like i think i might just wear my mask the whole of next week just to like non-verbally tell people that i'm not ready for hugging yet yeah
0: Have you heard about in some workplaces, particularly offices, they have a traffic light system where you wear a band. So if it's green, it means touch me all over. Amber. (laughs) Didn't they have that in the
1: club? Yes, I was wondering, where does that
0: come from? Uh, Amber, it means, you know, I might be okay with like a fist bump or like, you know, an elbow bump. Or if it's red is like, do not touch me, otherwise I will call the police. We should have that for every day anyway like this should be
1: a thing way yeah. after the pandemic is finished. <laughs> like yeah. at one of the meetings, at one of the meetings last week the CEO was asking like what are some things that you know you've liked that have happened, you know, in covid and in the pandemic that you would like to carry on. And everyone was like physical contact. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Actual meetings that you know can be done over Zoom or email, but everyone calls you to them and they have no they have no point and it's so true like you know respecting social and personal boundaries that should have been a thing anyway so I'm glad that you know a few of us are gonna carry this forward
0: even when we met up I like we I remember like one I didn't recognize you because you were in your mask and two we just kind of almost bumped into each other in the middle of Marks and Spencer and I was like what do we do? And then I just kind of put my fist out to you as if to be like, this is either going to hit your arm or your face. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happens, yeah. happens.
2: This is a yeah. violence. <laughs> violence, stay away.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be weird to navigate like what's the norm now, even within friendship groups, because some people are really lax, some people aren't, don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So it's going to be, a, I think, a very awkward few months where conversation needs to happen about how comfortable people are feeling
2: even then sometimes they get ignored the older lady at work she's technically she's vulnerable she's yeah. like 60 she's so lovely but she's so handy and I stay away but sometimes she sneaks up on me and then she's like oh sorry I'm not supposed to touch you and I'm like all right and I put hand sanitizers and I scrub the area she just touched me at. um but I think though I have to say that I think because of that everyone at work just counts me out for things anyway so they mm. organized uh, something last week and I didn't know about it they they organized a pub meeting and one of the girls was
0: like oh you come in I was like coming to what I'm like yeah we're going to the pub tomorrow okay well that's something I really didn't like when you mentioned yeah. it like why like why do you think they excluded? Like, well first of all would you consider them colleagues or friends and would you normally be invited to this type of stuff
2: I don't, I think for a while I pro like they would say, do you want to meet at the pub or something? They would mention it. Um, but I would never have really actively invited, but at least they spoke about it in front mm-hmm. of me. Uh, or they were like, you know, it's an open invitation. Whereas this time it was definitely not an open invitation. It was like whispered about. And then I heard someone in front of me. And once again, no one had asked. And then my big, uh, the big boss, uh, he said, oh, so are you, are you meeting up with him tomorrow? And I was like, meeting up with who doing what? I haven't been invited. And he's like, oh go, just go anyway. <laughs> like I'm gonna turn up at a place where I'm not been invited. And it's, Why do you think they did that? I don't know whether it's because I am a little bit no to everything at the moment that involves going mm. outside. But it still would be nice just to have an offer. Acknowledge your Yeah, presence. just acknowledge. Mm. Like even if I know, like bless him, um I my, my boyfriend some doesn't sometimes doesn't like going places. And even though I know that I will still always invite him if you know just so he always knows that you know you're wanted I know you don't want to come courtesy. it's not cool enough for you but
0: <laughs> mm.
2: yeah common courtesy but then again there's the other side of things where um some my friends uh, my other friends had organized something and um on the group chat and it was to go to karaoke but I'm like I you know it was like I have organized everything for them for the last couple of months. And then the one thing they organize is something that I can't go to because I'm not going to go into London on a small compact train to then go in a small compact room where we share a microphone kind of we spit at and we're all breathing the same way, spitting on each other, other. get really intense into Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, And, you know be stuck in a small room like that it's it's something that I definitely have to say no to but it was a bit annoying that I was asked but also I wasn't really considered like no one considered what I could do and considering I organised everything like to see them beforehand it felt a little bit like the opposite (laughs) I'm just not happy with anyone doing anything at all (laughs) invite me upset don't invite me I'm upset but I also feel a bit crazy about it (laughs)
0: I think yeah like Aisha said there's just a lot of navigating to do as we start to go back to normality there's a lot of I think you know just have the conversations I think that's the most important thing like even if me and Ellis meet up or you know for the first time in a year and a half just have the conversation are we just going to fist bump are we just going to wave are we going to flipping grab each other just have that conversation I know it's a it's kind of awkward to say like, well, you know, what we doing, but you just be respect. Like you said, Aisha, from right and from the beginning of the pod, respect and understanding a mutual understanding of each other is probably the foundation of most relationships, if not all relationships, and friendships. So going back to that point of just making sure you respect one another, respect each other's boundaries. If I don't want to meet up with you, anybody listening, it's probably because you've been plastering stuff on social media you know, being chummy, having your arm around somebody else, like, I know I'm not going to want to put myself in that environment because I don't feel it's deemed safe and you should not be judged. For I know we have been doing it, I admittedly, like, you know, being judged for being too uh, careful or too relaxed. There's no such thing right now. <laughs> Sorry,
2: I just have to say that. There, At this time, there, there no one should be penalised for being too careful.
0: Like... <laughs> I just don't get why people do that, but sorry, carry on. No, that's a valid point as well. Yeah, who you know, how careful is too careful these days? But I know, Aisha, you wanted to also speak about as we grow older, obviously our this pandemic has come at a time where we are leading towards our 30s. We are starting to, you know, see who is our true friends, who we want to continue our relationships with. First of all, why do you think it is that we do start to kind of shed friendships as we approach our 30s like and why what why do you think it should continue to happen like why would you let it happen either so I would say for myself I have been in quite a few jobs the last few years so I have made friends in every single job and I would say I've kept up with at least a handful from every single workplace so I actually am not seeing a decrease in friendships I'm actually seeing a growth and uh, yeah, I I just think it's going to continue happening.
1: Yeah. See, I don't know. Like, I think, so I was speaking about this to a friend who I'm out for a walk recently from uni. Because obviously, as you go through life, like from school right up until like your mid-20s, late 20s, like you're going through something like college, education, and you're going to uni or you're getting your first internship and you're meeting like-minded people along the way. So it's very natural that you're going to meet, you know, people who... You're going to get along with, and yeah, who eventually become your friends. But I feel like as you get older, like number one, I am quite a busy person. So I have a lot of things that I do apart from my job. Like there are a lot of different elements of my work. Like I'm doing some things as a side hustle, or I'm doing projects, or I've always got something going on. So that's number one for me. Number two, I struggled a lot with relationships of like all relationships. So, you know, actual relationships, friendships, family. I struggled a lot at uni. And because of that, when I graduated, I think, I only think this looking back at it now, I don't think I was aware of it consciously at the time, but I think I made a subconscious decision to never let something like that happen to me again. So I only let people in who I know are going to stick with me. And that doesn't mean that I'm not friendly with people at work or who I meet, you know, along the way, like who I would chill with or go out with, or like, that's not what I'm saying for, but I'm not going to openly let people in to what I am feeling or to what I am doing or to what's important to me. If I know that number one, they don't care like it's just casual conversation for them it's not for me and number two if I know they're not going to do anything about it if I need them so there's no point me telling them about what happened with my family like there's just no point because I know that it's not going to affect them it's not going to affect me if I need them and why am I gonna let potentially let my mental health suffer for that reason so as I've gotten older it's not like I've consciously Shredded friends I don't think, but it's just become more apparent who is there for me and who's worth it as well yeah, exactly, like you know for me for, like, friendships i've i've actually I actually think that losing a friend who you thought was a friend, losing a friend like that is worse than an actual relationship heartbreak, like it hurts, and I've been through that kind of heartbreak, and I'm not going through it again, so Now that I'm... Would you say you're quite guarded as a person? It depends who and what you're speaking about. Like, a lot of people who know me well know that if it comes to anything political, I don't care who you are, I will give my views. Because I I have to, that's just me. But when it comes to anything personal, like, I don't even talk about, you know, what I'm doing project-wise or side hustle-wise to a lot of people who I work with or who I don't know very well because it's none of their business. Like, I'm not going to be telling people about what I do on the side if I don't need them to know, if that makes sense. It's only people who are important to me and who I know are going to support me that I'm going to be talking about that stuff. So I would say I'm guarded in a sense, but also when I need to speak out, I will. If I see something that's not being done right, I will speak out. But for my own personal mental health and physical health, I won't let people in who aren't worth it. That, but that's just me. That's literally just
2: yeah, um, well, my mum always brought me up with uh, the saying of, you have friends for the different sides of your personality. And um, I noticed that with a lot of my groups, mm. sometimes I'll introduce people and I know I know for a fact they kind of won't get on because this person is for my love of like um, like Marvel or all things geeky. And then this friend is just um, my casual friend who's kind of a little bit sensitive, that's like sensitive that I talk about my emotional things with. And then those two Clash, clash. so
1: true. Oh my god,
2: so true. And uh, that's why I was like sometimes you can't share friends. You have to kind of have to keep them safe, um keep them separate until it's like a party you can't help yeah. it, but that's why you have big groups so they mingle and go away. Um <laughs> but I have had like I don't I I guess I'm kind of a little bit of the opposite, but that's I am very chatty and I talk about the most random things, but sometimes not. I don't uh, not personal kind of personal things as well that you you probably wouldn't tell people straight away but I am kind of guarded on my personal views sometimes Mm. like when you say your political views I am the opposite like if I vote for anything or when I vote when I um do anything like that I keep it to myself like I don't even tell my family or my boyfriends because I know everyone has different views and sometimes you can't for me I know they can't I can't change their views or they can't change my views so it's not worth a fight over but that's but that's just everyone has grown up with different experiences so I didn't have very close friends everyone was my closest friend when we were younger and I realized in school I didn't really have close friends until after I finished Um, But some of those friends Mm. I have now are close that I I was friendly with at school, but not close until afterwards, until everyone's gone through these life experiences and have bonded over these different things that have happened in your life. And you've you've come together and people have changed and you've kind of realized, oh, I didn't know this about that person and find a new side to them because you're Mm. older now and you're not judging each other because that was the worst in school. I kept to myself then. That's probably why I talk a lot now because I was so quiet back then. But I was, yeah, guarded in school because I think, you know, kids are awful. They will take anything that is your individual personality and try and crush you for trying to express yourself or trying to be yourself. And I was like, I'll i, you know, I would become myself after school. <laughs> and that's how I found, like, some me- really meaningful friendships when I've discovered myself and discovered friends through that as well. But there's also, yeah, friends that I've kind of lost over the years through just loads of silly things or things that are just fizzled out or just having enough of a certain friendship when you realize you're the you're the giver and you they just take everything mm. from you
0: I always say that like a one-way friendship as soon as I realize half of it is realizing yeah. when you have a yeah, one-way friendship and that's when I yeah. wave the white flag and I'm done yeah. I say one that that one friendship took me years it was like I, I sometimes compare it a little
2: bit to like an emotionally abusive relationship because every time you leave, they bring you back in, and they cause so much drama, and they cause so much upset, and then you realize when I needed them, they weren't there for me, and in the end, you just you just have to let it go, because uh, you have realize you hurt yourself and you you or you give so much yourself into it, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> you're like damn. So I get what you mean by being guarded in that sense because you've been hurt and it is you do learn, you learn from it and you learn certain experiences and, and you kind of learn to be wise about certain people as well
1: yeah I think that's the most important yeah I think you've hit like the nail on the head there it's like it's wise but also it's like giving people time like don't rush into like it's the same with a relationship like don't rush into it like give yourself that time to get to know that person and then if you think that you know you can let them in and you trust them in that aspect then yeah being wise and being experienced about it I like guess
2: I see it with my good friend, and I see her make so many of the mistakes that I did I try and give her advice to it and she doesn't listen and you know you can see you see exactly the scenarios you went through or you know that that person's going to turn on her and that person's going to get with the guy that she's with and you know it's going to happen but they don't listen to
0: you even though you've seen it until they have to go through that own life experience and they have to experience it themselves exactly and I feel I've I've definitely learned and you've both seen me like have and lose friendships as quickly as anything, you know, like for me, I I don't really foresee the long haul. I always just... Mm I'm, I, I like, I said, my, my thing is an onion. You know, I will give a little bit, I push the boundaries. And when I find my boundary, if it's too little of a boundary, so if, if I can give an example, I'm not going to give away any names or any specifics. There's two people in my life that I met almost at the same time, quite recently, one of them gave me a little bit. And I would ask questions about their life, they would never reciprocate. I found my boundary with that person. There's other person in my life. They're in exactly the same situation. I know them both through the same avenue, but they've given me so much more room, so much more leeway where I feel like I can see when I can foresee that friendship going further. I've learned now to just taste the water. What's it called? Taste the water. Yeah, dipping my toe in the water a little bit, like put the feelers out a little bit, yeah. a little bit better than I used to. Whereas before I used to put everything on the table. Oh, by the way, I used to I used to do this, I used to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then like you said, sometimes mm-hmm. they do use that against you and they, they can judge you for it. And that for me with anything, not just friendships, but also my relationship, I'd say the best thing about my partner is knowing that, he will never judge me for anything I do, no matter what I do. And for me, that is the reason why I get along with him so well and why we're still together is that lack of judgment. If somebody judges me for something quite minor, like singing, dancing like a fool on the dance floor, which we have all done, like me and Ellis have done, me and Aisha have done. If you judge me for something so trivial, you're not not coming on that long friendship journey with me if you were to judge me for something more serious down the line, or sometimes call me up on it, like call me up on something that I may not have realized, you know, when I first got with my partner. And I think all of us have been in this situation where you're, you don't realize you're in that honeymoon bubble with your partner. And it was actually Ellis and a mutual friend of ours that actually called me out on it when I first got with my partner and was like, Yvonne, you're not giving us the time. Like you're in this honeymoon phase, can you please you know realize we're still your friends at that point you'd only been together a couple of months so when pe- when I think people are brave enough and you can call out your friends that's when that's the true meaning of friendship Mm -hmm. to me as well is I can be completely brutally honest with both of you and all the other people in my life whether it's about relationships whether it's about another friend whether it's about a business venture like you said particularly business ventures if you can critique each other but know that you're doing it in a positive way you're doing it to help them not to you know we want to bring people up not bring people down so yeah that for me is the most important part of friendship
2: yeah that that is so true I said like I you are definitely my I can sound sloppy, but you're definitely my best friend. Like, you're like my sister, in a way, um, because my whole family know you, and we've been through a lot together, but also, uh, you put in so much effort, and that to me, that's one of the important things about friendship, is, or any kind of relationship to me, is effort. And you always give 100% to me, and I like to think I give 100% to you. It's like a song. But... <laughs> 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 and that's the one, you know, and I always think that's the best thing for... A, a good friendship is you're both putting in that effort it's not a give and t- a give and purely take from the other person it's a give and give and take and take
1: like leading on from what you and Ellis both said when you get older as well I feel like there are other priorities in your life so you know na- i'm not saying this is you know for everyone's life but naturally as you get older like you get more you get you get you travel further up the career ladder you may be thinking about getting a getting married or getting a pet or getting Getting children? Having children?
0: Say it, Aisha. Having children. children. <laughs>
1: having children. Not getting them. You sent me them. that
0: meme the other day where, <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> when you have a baby, there's going to be your best friend sitting next to you being like, yeah. uh, but you've known me for 12 years. You've known the baby for two days. Why... Why don't spend time? I with need the attention too. I need
1: it. I need the attention. <laughs> but yeah, if you're going through those like life processes, you need friends who are gonna be on those with you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, and also yeah. you need friends who know when you will prioritize them and when you will be prioritizing something else. Like if you're getting a house, you're going to be busy. I haven't spoken to people for months because they're busy getting a mortgage. It doesn't mean I'm no longer friends with them. It just means that they are doing something else. So I feel like as you get older, I think that's also a reason why my friendships anyway have become slightly less because you also realize how important you are compared to other things. And if people are going to come back to you, they will. If they don't then you know where you stand.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I feel like that happened to me really early on. So that, like everything you just described happened to me at 25. I was trying to search for a job. My dad was ill and I was buying a house, getting a mortgage all at the same time. Potentially anybody listening who has been through that and come out with me the other side know exactly what it was like. Mm. People who aren't listening to this podcast, there's a reason why. we don't. (laughs) Probably well, didn't understand during that time. Just saying. Mm. And on that very, very upbeat note, <laughs> I would like to thank you both so much. I feel you have you're both very, very close friends to me. You know, you both, plus I would say my my friend in Korea, Daher. big shout out. Oh, poor She's a big fan of the pod, she listens every week. You three are my closest three in my life. So it was really nice to kind of hash it out with you guys and hear about your experiences, hear about your different perspectives on friendships. And yeah, tie it in a nice, neat little bow that we all kind of agree on like the the foundations and the principles of friendships. So yeah, thank you so much, Ellis, for coming on. Like I said, I've been waiting for months to bring you on. And I'm so glad. I feel like this is a poignant moment in this year in the pandemic, where we are going to be Going out, starting to socialize with more people. So, we wanted to bring you this podcast now to give you a little bit of a heads up, a little bit of a nudge to be thinking about how you're going to approach seeing people again that you may not have seen for a really long time. You do whatever is comfortable for you. And if anybody has resonated with this episode, please do reach out. As always, we're both on Instagram. We've also got Make Life a Playground on Instagram. Aisha is back. Eid, the celebrations have happened. She's going to be back on Instagram. Back on it tomorrow. (laughs) No pressure. Back on it, posting lots of content as we move through our 20s, closer to our 30s as well. So yeah, thank you. Stay tuned and we'll see you on the next one.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, guys. And thank you so much, Alice, for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to finally do it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amazing. Bye.